Every life has a story, and every story is worth sharing. Your story, my story, and our story speak of victory and defeat, joy and sorrow, resilience and vulnerability. They are not just our story, they are Christ's story in us. They are Kingdom Stories from Down Under. Welcome to Kingdom Stories from Down Under, Nathaniel here. And tonight with me in the studio, I have Mel Provis. Mel is a beautiful songwriter, an artist who loves to worship God. She's a mother, she's a wife, she's a pastor, and she brings an amazing contribution to Compassion Australia by being an ambassador for them and helping children out of poverty in Jesus' name. Welcome to the show, Mel. Thank you very much, Nathaniel. You know, when I first heard about being a songwriter and an artist, I thought, man, this lady must have a deep, deep, uh, intimate relationship with the Lord. It's one thing to sing a song, and it's another to actually, you know, write it. And yeah, you need a revelation for that. Mm, mm. I think, yeah, it has to come from a place to be to be credible. It has to come from a, a place of truth. Yeah, mm. and that is in your walk with God. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you write in the morning, in the evening? Oh, it just sometimes that just happens in random places like vacuuming the house and a song or lyric would come to mind or a melody and, and then you write it out quickly or yeah, do you I'll remember? Yeah, record each one my phone. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then when do you get the next one? Oh, sometimes there's months in between and sometimes it's days and depends if I'm intentionally having to write. Okay. There's a pressure to and do you project. get the lyrics and the melody at the same time? Mm. Oh, you do? Mm. For me, I do, yeah. Wow. Because yeah. sometimes people get the words and then they... Mm. And I tend it. to get it together and then it'll be the chorus or it'll be just something, a little part of it, and then I'll have to actually sit down and build around it. So there is a theme always. Mm. There's a central theme to everything that Generally, you Generally, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And... Um, uh, how often do you write? Do you purposely sit and say, oh, I'm going to write something, or do you just wait for it to come? If I have a deadline for a project, then I'll intentionally make time and sit down. Yeah. But if I don't, then it'll just be as I'm going about my life and the Lord drops something into my heart and my spirit. Now, you wrote a song called Beautiful. Yes. And uh, that is very personal, it's very close mm -hmm. to you because you feel that you needed that for yourself and you also needed to um, share that with, with especially young ladies. Yeah, it was, I wrote that at a time when I was nearly turning 30 and I'd grown up in the entertainment world where yeah. how you looked and your performance was everything. Yes. And I was, I'd been critiqued on how I looked and critiqued on my weight and my yeah, appearance for, for a lot of my life. And Which caused a lot of stress and uh, yeah, anxiety. I, yeah, I had some, some dark times when I, wasn't, when I wasn't a very healthy person. Yeah. Um, and even approaching 30, I thought, this is ridiculous. Why do I still care so much about what other people think yeah. about how I look or... Um, all that matters is what God thinks. Yeah. And he loves me. Yes. And so I wrote this song, Beautiful, about the fact that I can say I'm beautiful because of who God sees me as and how God loves me. That's what makes me beautiful. And yeah. how his love outworked in me makes 
me attractive to others, not so much about the external. So it's, it's discovering your true identity. That's right, yeah. But dressed up in beautiful words. Yeah, hopefully, <laughs> and, a, and a nice melody. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but really, uh, it was a song, Two Gods just uh, saying, I acknowledge that I'm beautiful. Yeah. Not in the way that the world says, but in the way that you see me. And because of how you love me. And you're recognising that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that is a true worship. And uh, have you had some feedback from people listening to the song? Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's always encouraging when you're an artist to get feedback because sometimes you write in 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 the closet. That's the wrong words to say, but you write in the quiet, yeah. unseen places, yeah. and you don't know what difference. And people are listening to your music, hmm. but you don't know the the difference it's making in their life. So when you get that feedback from someone who says, "I've." Yeah, that changed my perspective on how yeah. I see myself or um, in other aspects I changed this in my life because I heard this song and it made an impact. I just think that's amazing that... Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. It and it's encouraging to you as well because you know, you know, that it was worth it. Absolutely. And it still does have an effect on people. Because at the end of the day, the influence is the greatest blessing that you can give to other people to influence them. And especially to discover their own identity, this is massive. Yeah, and I just think, who am I? I don't know what, but God chooses to use Oh, that. but I think you position yourself to receive. Mm. Mm. So, Egan Perth girl? Grew up in Sydney for most of my childhood. Moved to Perth when, with my family when I was about 13. Mm -hmm. um, lived in the northern suburbs for a time. Yep. And it was there that... Um, we went through a family crisis and my dad said we're going to family counselling and he called the Salvos. All of you? Yes. Or just them? Just all of us. Yes. All of you. <laughs> and called the Salvos. Yes. And I guess you might call the Salvos for things and then you realise, oh, they're a church as well. Okay. <laughs> and so we started going to church and dad's all of you? Me. Myself and my mum and my dad, so I have an older sister. Mm -hmm. um, she was pretty much out of home by then. Yes. Um, and we started Did, did she move to Perth as well or did she remain yes, in Sydney? But she didn't stay. She only stayed a few years and then she went back to Sydney. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we started going to church. Dad stopped coming after a couple of weeks, but Mum and I kept going. And Every Sunday? Yeah. And she, she'd made a commitment to the Lord in Scotland when she was about 19. Mm -hmm. And then kind of life got in the way, yeah. <laughs> as, as can happen. And... But then she made a recommitment at that time. And I went to a youth camp, an Easter camp, and gave my life to the Lord then when I was 14, I think. Yeah. Wow. Do they baptise the salvos? No. Oh, maybe they do now, but back then it wasn't as common. Mm -hmm. So, I, you know, I didn't get baptised till I was, yeah, in my 20s. Okay. And married and we started going yeah. to a different church. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. And your teenage years? Pretty cruisy? Yeah, I was I was a pretty good kid, I think. Sports? <laughs> um, bit of netball, but mostly dance. Dance. And performance. So okay. that was, if I wasn't at school, I was at a rehearsal. So oh. that kept me out of trouble. So you were part of a, uh, what do they call dance clubs? Or yeah, dancing school. Schools. And did a lot of theatre. Mm -hmm. So, so it was a priority for your parents as well? They, they wanted you to be a performer tonight? Oh, they knew I loved it. And I, yeah. they'd been involved in amateur theatre. Mm -hmm. I was in my first amateur musical when I was 
three or four. So nice. Um, that was something that they really enjoyed and loved doing too. So it, okay. yeah, they really supported me in pursuit of that. And as soon as I came to Perth and heard about this place called Wapa, Wapa, which is before yes, well. we could go to university and sing and dance. Wow, that's where I wanted to go. Yes, <laughs> that's where I wanted to go, and so um, that's what I had my heart set on. So. so, in the audition, what did you have to prepare? Was it two monologues, one sort of Shakespearean, and one so, modern? So you have to recite it, mm-hmm. and then a song, or two songs, maybe two songs. Yeah, and then there was a dance audition, but I actually didn't have to do the dance audition. Wow, because I pity. Well, well, you would have been too good. I got out of it because someone on the panel knew I could dance that I don't bother coming. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. So, but it was still like, there's only what, 30 places, 40 places, and five Usually they take 20. They took 20. 22, I think, 22 or 23 in my year. But mm-hmm. I don't know what it's like now, but back then, Impossible. Over 500 people a year auditioned from around the country because it was the place to do that course in Australia. So the fact that I lived here was amazing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I was privileged enough to be able to do they all finish or there's dropouts? No, oh, it was interesting. My year group, we started with 23, I think. Yeah. And usually it's even boys and girls. Mm-hmm. So we, I think we had a couple more boys. And we finished with three girls and eight boys. Wow. We had That's the biggest sad. dropout rate ever. <laughs> I don't know what was wrong with my year group. <laughs> yeah, so wow. there's only three of us girls left by the end. That's strange because, it, you know, it's so difficult to get in. But it's hard work. Did they drop out in the first year or? Some in the first year, some in the second year. I mean, for, I can understand if, if you're coming from interstate, yeah. it's a full-on course. You're there 40 hours a week. It's a full-time job. Like, yeah. I didn't get to see my high school friends anymore. So both physically and uh, mm-hmm. educationally, like yeah. mentally challenging. Yeah, yeah. But physically as well. Very much. So at 8 o'clock in the morning, you were in a dance class. You didn't finish till 6 at night. And then you'd have to go home and rehearse your lines or practice or do an assignment. Wow. Yeah, so it's a, it's a full-on course. I don't know what it's like now. Um, so there, yeah, that's why I think a few people, it was just a bit too hard. Yeah. Mm. And I found it hard, but... Did you do any, anything on the side? Uh, we weren't allowed to do performances like theatre or anything while we were there. They were very strict on that. Yeah. Um, but I did start singing in a band, a, um, a soul band. A ten-piece soul band. Mm-hmm. Um, we do pub gigs and stuff like that on the weekends. Vocal. Yeah, so I was one of the female vocalists, and yeah, it was it was a bit of fun, a bit of life experience. Do you play instruments? Places. Do you play instruments as well? I learnt the clarinet and stuff like that in in high school. Yeah. I tried. What did they give me in the salvos? I joined the brass band in the salvos. Trumpet. I was a euphonium or something. Oh, really hard. I didn't find it. I ended up on the timbre. Love is it? Timbre, as they call it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I in the pubs at night. Pubs. Yeah, pub bands. Sleazy. Sometimes, yeah, it's pretty, yeah. yeah. Some pretty average places. <laughs> yeah. Smell. And, um, yeah, but. Were you drinking, or you weren't drinking much? No, no, I wasn't a big drinker. Yeah. Didn't pick up smoking, drugs, anything like that. No, 
Katie Gillum. Yeah, pretty much. We didn't have time for that stuff. <laughs> And uh, then what happened next? You've graduated? Well, like, or? Yeah, I met my husband in that band actually. Ah. So, so he was already in the band and you came yeah, in? Yeah. And he yeah. was the, the most uh, eligible bachelor? Who was... Well, we were in the band together for about a year. Okay. He had a girlfriend at the time, so I didn't even notice him yeah. for the first year or so. And then his sister was in the band as well. She, she was the other vocalist or was yes. she in his strength? Yes. Okay. And then she said to me one day, it was quite childish, actually. If Darren asked you out, would you say yes? And I said, oh, maybe. She said, he's religious like you. Oh. I was like, oh? And because I went to church, but it was kind of like just a Sunday thing. I wasn't yes. that committed to God, really. Um, and he was a bit the same, it turned out. So he was a he was a studying jazz at Wapup, so he yes. was also at the same campus as me. So did you know each other from school? No, because oh, different, different period, course, different, different same building, but we, you know we didn't really know each other. Um, but yeah, got to know each other in the band, and his sister claims to be the matchmaker. Started dating. Started dating, and yeah, within a year we were married. I think our first date. We, we both kind of knew. We reflect on later. Yeah. We both kind of knew. This we was ended it. up, we were at Valentino's in Northbridge. I know. Was it Great. Blue, that blue building on the corner? Beautiful restaurant. We had dinner there. And then we walked through Northbridge and we walked past the elephant and the wheelbarrow. Yep. And they had, they'd closed and all their, their, their inside, their outside tables had been taken in and there was a patio, but there was music still playing. Mm hmm and we danced. Outside, on that alfresco yeah. steps yeah. area. Yeah, it was like, yeah. Romantic. <laughs> My kids would say corny, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was kind of a little bit of a magical first date and yeah. the rest is history. Where did he propose? Kings Park. Mm -hmm. um, he arranged, we went to that same restaurant for dinner. Valentino's? Yeah. And then we walked across the street and a limo was there waiting. So we went in the limo. The clues. Yeah, straight away, I knew. <laughs> um, and went up to Kings Park and he'd arranged for his sister and his mum. At the time, my favourite flower was the Jurebra. They were very in in the late yes. 90s. Um, and he covered, there's a big gazebo next to the War Memorial yeah. overlooking the city. Yeah. He'd got his mum and his sister to cover the floor with Jerbrus oh. and his saxophone was sitting there and they were watching it while we were waiting for us to come and then when we, I found out later when we arrived they were running into the bushes giggling, yes. Um, no cameras back then? No, they didn't take any photos, no. You do not the same, now been not the same as now, like photos yeah. and yeah. Um, and yeah, so he played da, 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 the song da, 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 da. and yeah. <laughs> And then got down on one knee. Kenny No, no. No, no. He's a judge. Don't say that name. No. Sorry, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not big Kenny G fans. More jazz, more blues. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, he, he so gets on his knees. Yeah. And he proposed. And you said yes, of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and were you married in church? We were married in a church. 
Um, we didn't kind of have our own church that we were going to together at that point. So what church was he going to? So you were going to Salos? Yeah, I was going to Salos. He was going to um, the United Church in Calamunda, mm-hmm. kind of way. Um, and then, yeah, we got married in a church in Florida. I just liked the building and it had bells. So <laughs> we got to ring the bell. Oh, across the road from the shopping centre? Yeah, yeah. The United Church? Yeah. Is it United? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I used to, I'd take my kids to play group there. Ah, okay. It's got the two bills there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my, <laughs> I live there. I live 400 ah, meters away from. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my great uncle rang the, rang the bells when we oh, um, nice. officially announced husband and wife. And the, the big, there's a, a big kind of cross in the, in the wall. Yes. And our first photo, we came out and our first photo was nearly in front of that cross. Beautiful. Yeah. And that was kind of our commitment to the Lord. Mm. Yeah. Little did we know the journey we take us on. <laughs> so what church did you attend? We started going to um, what was South Perth Church of Christ. Mm-hmm. It's now called Life Streams. Yes. In Como. Together as a couple. Yeah. Yeah. So we shopped around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we church shopped. Did you move uh, together in where, where was Como. In Como. Okay. So Como that was handy. Yeah. So we were looking for somewhere mm-hmm. where we were living. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and settled on that church, and again, little did we know One day what the Lord pastor. had planned that we would be a part of that church as pastors, yeah. you know, and be planting churches as part of that movement. So you experienced, both of you experienced a renewal, like yeah. a, a proper conversion in a sense. Yeah, God really used each other to draw us closer to himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And you got baptised in both worship? Yeah, we both got baptised at South Perth, mm-hmm. and yeah, and uh, then called into ministry short time later. And your daughter was born? Our daughter was born, and then we had a son five years later. So and what yeah. were you doing? What were you working? We were both teaching music. Okay. So he was teaching instrumental music, and we were doing gigs. We were both working. We had a jazz band. And Lots of gigs around us. Just the two of you or with other bands? With other people, okay. but we had a band, but it was our band. Yeah. And we got people in. Um, and then, yeah, we were doing that and we were part of the worship team at church as well. Mm-hmm. And then more and more, Darren first started. What were you build. teaching? Vocals? Oh, I was teaching vocals and I had a program, like a performing arts program, that I went into schools with, mostly the private schools or private primary schools, Catholic schools. And it was an a program that parents would pay, would pay the school for, they'd pay me for, yeah, and they'd come out of school time, out of class, to do a vocal lesson or to do dance. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, that business was going well and we were enjoying, and that's what we thought we were going to do. Yeah. Forever. <laughs> and then God sort of said, no, oh, hang on. I've got more for you. I've got more for you, yeah. So you were invited on, on leadership and then on yeah, staff? Yeah, Darren started to get a burden um, for ministry mm-hmm. um, and the position came up as a music director oh, first. Nice. So he took that on as a music director. And we didn't know, but later on we found out that the senior pastor there said from one of the very first times he met us, the Lord said to him, this is the couple I'm going to use. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was... Fun to hear that later. Yeah. All these years later when... Because he had to wait as well, even though mm-hmm. he knew it, but yeah. he couldn't say Say that, that's right. We would have run a mile probably. Uh, so we, yeah, we, he got 
involved in the um, music side of things a bit more and and then the worship pastor position became available and so he took that and started studying. So he was he's studying yeah. theology and um, on staff at the okay. same time. And then about a year later, I came on as the creative arts director. So we had a dance team and a drama team. and So we were kind of working side by side um, in the, the whole worship and creative arts area. Nice. Yeah. And again, we thought that was it. And now <laughs> you are? Well, then Darren very much moved in more into the missions and prayer space. Yes. You know, as he developed in his in his faith and the call of, that God had on him. And he learned, he learned, he went to a course and he learned about what it meant to plant churches. Mm-hmm. Something that he went through five years of theology school and never heard about. Yeah. And he did this course and God just said, this, this is what I have called you to. Yeah. The ultimate thing that I have called you to is to plant churches and to equip others to plant churches. Sure. Um, so he kind of went more in that direction and I took over his role and kind of carried mm-hmm. on with the worship, the whole of the worship ministry. Um, and then you planted something in Williston, didn't you? Or no, so we planted first um, in 2011. We planted um, a church in Karawara, which is yeah, Karawara, Waterford. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, University. Yeah, very close. Close to, to very close to where the church was. Yeah, but uh, very different demographic. Was that at the golf club? No, because there is a church at the golf club. Is there? Yeah, or this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At Collier Golf Club? Yeah, Collier Golf Club. Just behind it, you mean? I think it's south. Oh, okay. Were you close to that? Yes, okay. yes. Um, and we just met in a primary school, but mm-hmm. it was a very different demographic to South Perth. South, of South Perth is very middle class. Yeah. Um, well, Karawala still has state housing. Yeah, and at the time it had a lot. Yeah. And then you've got the students. Yes. It's a mixing pot, mm-hmm. it's a cross. Mm-hmm. So, and so God sent us there with a team of about 25. Um, and nearly 10 years later, the church is still going. It's never exploded and become yeah. a huge church, but it's a unique ministry. Mm. Um, and we, we see it, God's really said it's, it's a bit of a hospital in some ways. It's a bit what we have here. It's right. very similar. Yeah. You know, people come who may be disenchanted with church or very broken or have never heard the name of Jesus and yeah. have come from. Are you still there now or are you back at live stream? Are you still at Karawara? So we still have Karawara. Yeah. Um, and, and through all that time, I was then doing my own thing as far as, as a worship, itinerant worship and yeah. songwriting. So all that throughout time from 2011 up until... Yeah, you built your own ministry. Yeah, up so. until COVID, <laughs> really. Yeah. Um, 2019, that was what I was doing, and I was just volunteering. I was never on staff at the church, but we were doing it together. I mean, sure. Age, so we led the church together. Mm. Um, and then... Is it still called Livestream Karawara? Yes, or was it so still? Livestream's Karawara. Okay. Um, so we're still part of the same church family, yeah. but we have our own board. We have, yeah. We're have sort of our own church, independent, but we're part of the same family, mm. yeah. So very much strong ties still to the South Perth campus. And how did the compassion journey become? Yeah, compassion um, was something that 
started as I went into this more itinerant area of ministry and writing. And, um, I was at a breakfast and um, I knew the then CEO of Compassion, Tim Hanna. Yeah. And he said, oh, what are you, you're not, you're not, you're not ministering, you're not pastoring anymore. Well, what are you doing? And I just explained to him, he said, oh, we sh- you should come and do that for us. <laughs> <laughs> and it was that simple, really. Um, a couple of months later, I was on a trip. Um, I went to, I was able to go to GLS, so Global Leadership Summit in Chicago. Okay. And then from there, go to Haiti. Mm-hmm. And that was my first experience of seeing the work of compassion. So I, that I was seen, after the earthquake? It was about four years after, okay. but you, you would have thought it was six months to a year. Yeah, after, still a like lot of still, rubble. Yeah, there's we've piles done, of rubble everywhere. We've done a lot of work in Haiti, mm-hmm. so I'm familiar. Piles of clothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was my first experience of seeing what compassion does. Yeah. On the field, I've seen poverty before in other trips to with other ministries to yes. Thailand and such. But um, the work of compassion is just so unique, yeah. and the thing I the thing I love about it is its connection to local churches. Yeah, yeah. they do the work. Yes, and they're empowered by that. Yeah, yeah. You provide them the tools and the funds to some extent, but they also mm-hmm. need to raise their own funds. Yes, yeah. So. And yeah, and I've never I've never heard in an organisation, a global organisation like Compassion, everywhere I go, um, every whether it's in the United States or on the field or in Australia, you talk to the people, you yeah. talk to the staff, and yeah. they all have the same language, they all have the same passion, they all there's just a synergy there that I just don't think. Is possible without the Holy Spirit yeah. being at the centre of it all. So the in Jesus name, yeah. part of compassion, the unique thing that people have said, if you got rid of the in Jesus name, you'd get more sponsorships. Well, um, we are. Yeah, we are in yeah. Jesus name. That's why, yeah. that's why we are where we are. And that's the power. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Otherwise, they could go to World Vision or someone else. That's right. Yeah. They're Christian as well. Mm, mm. They just don't say it in Jesus name. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, privileged to have been yeah. part of um, speaking out for children in poverty through compassion for a number of years. And, and you still do that at the moment here? Yeah, it's been restricted through COVID and not being yeah. able to travel and even less but locally, in WA. <laughs> locally to, locally. to churches. Yes, yeah. yes. Locally still speaking out and using the unique, I guess, package that I, that I have of, of yeah. song and story. Yeah. Um, to, to, to present it in a different way, maybe, than others can. It's nice. And uh, raising a teenage son at the moment. Yes. And a young adult. <laughs> young adult, yeah. So, yeah, young adult daughter and 16 year old son. Yeah. Um, what are the challenges? Six foot tall and you know, <laughs> hugs me like this. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a box of cereals for breakfast. Oh, so many wheat pigs. Yeah. Stop counting, Mum. I, buy, I now buy those giant tubs of yogurt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'll, every time Buckets. I go to the supermarket, yeah. doesn't matter if I went three days before, I'll buy a box of wheat bits. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. No, he's a great boy. Loves the Lord. Yeah. Loves music and plays the drums. And, yeah, loves Does he teach? Does he teach drums? Doesn't teach it, no. He's That's still it. learning, but... Yeah. Um, 
yeah. and he plays grass hockey at Curtin. Yeah. Is it a team or? Yeah, so he plays for school and, and for a team. Okay, yeah. wonderful. And your daughter? She is um, following followed my footsteps. Mm -hmm. She went to Whopper as well and did. She did a diploma of music theatre. Yep. And she's partway through a bachelor of music in jazz. So that's what her father did. So she's doing the best of, bit of both. Playing or uh, <laughs> singing. Well, yep, singing. vocals. Yep. And she also has her own business, um, yeah. a performing arts dance school that she started when she finished high school. She started her own business, and that's, that's beautiful. Yeah, nearly five years on, she's growing that, and yeah. Wow. Isn't that interesting? She took the best from both of you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. What's the future for you, Mel? What, what do you see uh, yourself doing in the next 20, 30 years? Oh, gosh. <laughs> if you had asked me what the future is a year ago, it would have been different to what it is now. So, I, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. So six months ago, uh, I actually begun pastoring a whole nother church. Oh. So Livestream South Perth um, has taken on what was Bull Creek Church of Christ. Oh, Bull Creek, not Willerton. Yeah. It's in Willerton. So. Oh, it is in Willerton. Yeah, it's right on the border. There you go. <laughs> um, they took that on as a campus mm -hmm. and were looking for a campus pastor. They asked me and I said, no, I didn't want to be a campus pastor. Yeah. Um, but then they came back about six weeks later and said, would you be the transitional pastor for a year or Interim. so? Yes, for a year or so. And I thought, thought about it. I, thought, oh, I can do that. Yeah, you know, COVID, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I can do that. So I said yes to that. Um, and the Lord has surprised me, which it shouldn't surprise me that the Lord has surprised me. Yes. But I'm really enjoying it. Wow. Yeah. So. Because it's, you're ready. That's, you know, maybe before you weren't ready. Yeah, and I, I think... So your husband do, is doing Karawara and you're doing Bull Creek, or you... Yeah, we're kind of both doing both. Okay. So, if, so it's at different times on Sunday? Yes, so Karawara's in the evening, Bull Creek's in the morning. Okay. We're both at both, but I'm the team leader at one and he's the team leader at the other. Just change so, hats. Yeah. Uh, and Sundays are very full, but good. I know. <laughs> When people say to me, you know, oh, I'm looking forward to the weekend, Sunday, Sunday, I'm thinking, you have no idea what's waiting for you on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but never thought I'd be enjoyed as much as I do. Yeah. But I love the local church. Mm. You know, as I expressed with compassion, the fact that they work through local churches yeah. and um, what the local church has given me and always being grounded in the local church, even when I was in itinerant, yeah. is so important. So part of part of the, the passion of church planting is yeah. knowing and believing in the importance of local churches mm -hmm. and that that's the most effective way to help people find and follow Jesus. Wow. Plant a church. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. And uh, the legacy you're building while you're doing all this? Yeah, I, I get excited about the fact that Darren and I have begun a new legacy. Mm-hmm. In our family, yeah, and our kids love Jesus, mm -hmm. and that's been that's by the grace of God. You know, so many pastors' kids walk away from the church, um, but God has been gracious to us, and our kids love Jesus. And yeah, I look forward to the legacy that that to see that in the years to come. 
yeah. with their own families. And then also your spiritual children. Yeah, to, to see the impact that we've been privileged enough to have through planting churches, training pastors in um, different areas of the world in Asia. It's a, a bit of what we do as well is train yeah. um, pastors in how to pl plant churches. And, and combine this with creative ministries. Yeah. It's beautiful. We're blessed and yeah, God is good and gracious because <laughs> we can't do it What place would you like to visit as a Compassion Ambassador? I'd love to go to Africa. I have never been to Africa. Mm -hmm. So Kenya, Rwanda. I'd actually love to go to Rwanda. It'll be hard. You know that? Yeah. But um, yeah, this the powerful story of forgiveness in that nation. I'd love to be immersed in for a season. Mm. Mm. Well, I pray that you get that. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Really Thank love this chat and uh, yeah, I, I'll be watching you. <laughs> no, I mean, in a sense, you know, in a good sense. And I, I love to see people prosper in the ministry and it's beautiful when you can do it. Uh, you guys are very similar to us. Um, both my wife and I have been in ministry for a long time and uh, it's, you know, the future is beautiful. The future is beautiful. Yeah. Thank uh, you for the privilege. It's nice. Thank you. Well, uh, what a beautiful story. You, you heard Mel, and I'm sure that if you're in Perth, you're going to have the opportunity to see her live perform, uh, both in her own church, but also as she uh, visits many, many ministries to present the work of compassion. Um, Mel has also got a few albums, and you're welcome to see them and listen to them and purchase them. Her website is melcrovis.com and uh, you can connect with her and see she has some sample music there as well. You can invite her to, for a gig or just to share her story or the compassion story. Uh, she also performs in small circles and family gatherings as well and shares the gospel in a very, very simple and everyday way. So maybe next time you have a party rather than just allowing the entertainment to be on a, you know, a boombox, Invite a live performer who can also share the gospel with those people and guests that you have. Uh, if you love what we're doing here at Kingdom Stories, please share, like, and distribute this amazing content so other people may be blessed. Until next time, this is Nathaniel Costia. Thank you for joining us on Kingdom Stories from Down Under. We'd love it if you would subscribe, rate, and share these stories with your wider community. And remember, Every story is worth sharing, including yours.